Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kyle Brandt's Basement. A very special episode of Kyle Brandt's Basement. We do things a little bit different today. Normally, we start the show with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. But you also know normally each and every week we have Josh Allen on the show, and he joins us for all kinds of fun and insight and football talk and movies and all that stuff. Well, last week, Josh was not able to join us um, just because of what was going on with Damar Hamlin and a very complicated week in his life in Josh's life, in all of Western New York, really the whole country in one way or another. So Josh did not join us, um, but he will today. This is exclusively a Josh Allen sit-down show because we have so much to catch up on. Certainly the whole recovery of DeMar Hamlin, which up to the moment is looking more and more positive. He tweeted just a few minutes ago that he's in Buffalo going through some tests and passing them. In the meantime, the Bills also beat the Patriots and now enter a huge playoff game at home against the Miami Dolphins. So Again, a lot to cover, which is why we are getting right to it. We're not going to make him wait anymore. Guys, our guy, Josh Allen. And there he is. Uh, dude, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. I really, really mean this. How are you? I'm doing really good. Uh, obviously... As we continue to get updates on, on Damar and his situation, uh, he's back in Buffalo. I know he's at a, a hospital here, and I know he just tweeted. Um, he's passing a bunch of tests right now, and he's uh, still got ways to go. But, man, that, those, those couple meetings um, when we got some, some really, really important updates uh, helped us out a lot as a team. Um, it's, been a, it's been a wild week and a half, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. but we're, we're just so ecstatic that he's, he's in good spirits and he's doing well and, um, really can't really don't care about much, any, anything else other than, you know, how he's doing. It's really cool. And it, it's, it's a, it's a wild time because of what you've been through. And then meanwhile, on, at your job, you have a playoff game this weekend. Here's the deal, Josh, it's been eight days since Bill's Bengals and the whole world started rooting and praying for DeMar. I want to take a moment to try to focus on some of the positive, more uplifting moments in that eight days. So go back with me. Um, last Monday night, you're in Cincinnati. We know what happens. You guys, both teams leave the field. And the story that came through was that Joe Burrow in the opposing locker room wanted to take the Bengals captains and go and find you guys to talk about what to do. What do you remember about that? Yeah, believe it or not, um, I had told you know, my coaching staff, I was going to go with Mitch Morris and we were going to walk to their locker room and just tell them, Hey guys, like we, we can't continue as we were walking out. Um, I mean, they were 30 steps away from our locker room. So they were thinking the same thing. And I really appreciate, um, you know, how they handled that situation as well. Obviously talking with, with Joe and, um, all the Bengals captains, um, you know, they were all in unison with us and, understood the severity of uh, the situation. Um, but again, it takes, it takes a, a strong mind, you know, for a grown man to come over and console another grown man and uh, to be open and willing to do that and just say, Hey, like, we don't, we don't want to play this game either. Like we're, we're here for you guys. And as competitors, 
again, uh, as football players, if you want to get out there, you want to play, um, but the human being side of the whole thing, like it just wasn't in the right interest, wasn't in the best interest of, of everybody, um, everybody there. But again, I think both sides of the spectrum there handled it with such grace and class that, um, you know, it, it made it a lot easier for us. Grace and class, I think, are two good words at a really, really difficult time. So you talk to the Bengals and you guys come to this agreement and I'm sure you hug it out. Are you then told by McDermott or someone in charge that the game's not happening or, or maybe do you tell them? We, we kind of took it upon ourselves to tell them. Um, and I, I would assumed, I would have assumed that it would have gotten to the same resolution regardless. Um, but, you know, having to talk as a team and just being like, listen, we can't, can't go out there. Um, doesn't matter about anything else. If we forfeit, we forfeit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Coach McDermott made it pretty clear to us that if, if this game goes on, he, he won't be there. He's going to be uh, with DeMar. Mm-hmm. So um, we really appreciate Coach McDermott and his leadership for this trying time. And, again, I said it in my press conference last week. I don't think there were – I think he was the perfect man in that situation, and um, he was placed there for a reason. It was incredible. When when a crisis happens in any walk of life, someone has to immediately take charge, and you can't be indecisive, and you can't say, ah, what should we do? It was, and Zach Taylor said this, immediately, Coach McDermott's like, I need to go be with my player in the hospital, and that was it, and it was so incredible. I'm sure for you, too. Yeah, yeah, and again, to, to have a coach that's open and, um, willing to share how he's feeling and not afraid to show emotion. And that's something that he's always, mm-hmm. always told us though. Like he wants us to be ourselves. He wants us to, to show our yeah. character and, um, you know, be the men that we, we think we are. So uh, again, I have so much respect for him and how he handled the whole situation. Um, you know, I, I love, I love the guy and, you know, it's been fun to see. It's, it's been fun to grow together, I guess, with him, um, you know, getting here as yeah. a rookie, it's the second year. And just seeing how we've both changed over the years and we've complimented each other in some really good ways. And I think um, this last, obviously, instance was uh, it was a trying time, but um, I'm glad that the rapport that we have together and the trust that we have in each other uh, was able to be uh, of use. You know, you've talked a lot over the years about how you think you personally are such a good fit with the Buffalo community. I think Coach McDermott is the same exact fit. It's really rare to have the quarterback and the coach be that perfect like that. So that night, uh, I can't imagine what the flight home was like. I can't imagine what the middle of the night arrival back home was like. But after a couple days, you started getting some news that was positive, that was maybe even uplifting. Josh, in a week of very difficult moments... What was what was your favorite, most positive moment in the wake of this that you guys went through? Well, I think the team room update from the doctors talking about Demar, um, mm-hmm. you know, just with everything that's going on, to know that he was going to be, you know, back to himself. Um, that one, that that was one of the, the coolest moments, and our tra- our team room went crazy. Um, but I think the positives come out of it too, of just, you know, how much appreciation that we, we were able to show our training staff and, and the first responders, um, the work that, you know, they put on in daily one, but two on the field of uh, going through a checklist and doing their jobs and um, in such a life or death situation to, to be able to go out there and, 
and do that and give DeMar a chance. And um, I know, I know DeMar is extremely grateful for that. And, you know, as players, we, we love our, our training staff. Um, it's not just the, the ankle tapes and the treatment. It's, it's the, the camaraderie and, and the fellowship that we share with them as well. Um, and then I think the last thing is just kind of, I said this in my press conference the other day, just kind of a spiritual awakening for really for me. And I know for a lot of other people that maybe didn't have the strongest um, uh, belief or what one of the biggest, you know, strong, strongest Christian followers. And to kind of see what had transpired here, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy feeling. It's something I've never felt before. It's something that I know a lot of my teammates had never felt before. Um, and you really can't, do anything but accept it and, um, you know, lean on your brothers and, and share that moment with them. And, uh, that, that kickoff, that was, uh, the, the kickoff return was pretty crazy too. So, uh, there's a lot of things that went on and, and a lot of, uh, just eye opening, um, I guess situations that have just kind of stumbled upon us or we've stumbled upon them. And I think it's been, uh, it, it's been crazy. It's been not fun. But at the same time, it's been uh, very validating. And I want to know more about that because you mentioned it. You go through this unfathomable week. In the meantime, you still have to play a home game against the Patriots. It's important. And the Patriots win the toss and they defer. And then some sort of miracle happens. And I want to play you a clip, Josh, of yourself. This is after the game talking about that moment. Take a look. It was just spiritual. And I just, I was going around and just something I was going around my team and saying, God's real. Like, you can't, you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return. So, it's pretty cool. What's it like to watch that back? I get, I get tears in my eyes thinking about it and, and re-watching that clip and um, yeah, I, I, for people saying the NFL scripted and rigged and all this, I, I don't think they understand what's really going on. Uh, but again, to that point, I've never been struck like that before, uh, from a play, from, from, an, from an experience, um, from an emotion, it's, it's never hit me that way before. And again, like I'm, I'll be the first to admit, like, I haven't been the, the most devoted Christ follower in my life. And um, I've had my different beliefs and um, thoughts and ideas and, and stuff like that. But, you know, something got a hold of me there. And uh, it was it was extremely powerful that, you know, I couldn't deny. I think that's fascinating. Uh, a little context, Josh. Um, growing up in Fireball with your siblings and, and your parents, you were raised with religion? Yeah, I mean, we we went to church. Um, we went yeah. to Methodist church there, and you know, it was Sundays. Yeah. But I, I was more worried about you know, uh, ten o'clock start time for the San Francisco 49ers. That's I just wanted to wake up and watch football. That's that's I was like, let me get out of, out of church so I can go watch football. And uh, it's it's been so long since I've actually been to church. Um, and yeah, I went this last offseason one or two times, but not as not as much maybe as I should. Um, but again, I think this conversation that we're, we're having right now, we've had all of these conversations in our, in our locker room. And mm -hmm. um, it's been, it's been really cool how to see how guys have been moved and touched by this whole instance and situation and, and to see the country come together in support for DeMar. And um, 
you know, maybe having those talks. And again, I, it doesn't matter what you think and who you think. And um, sure. I, I'm not going to judge based on any of that, but to, to hear some of these stories and uh, just, just feelings from, from our guys to, to be going through this situation. Uh, it's been, it's been really cool to see that unfold in front of us. And again, I can't chalk it down to anything else, but a higher power. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely moved and, and I, I don't even know, I don't really have the words to explain it, I guess I can say. But you're doing a really good job. Um, I completely pick up what you're putting down. I, I think it's it's very natural for people who go into their teens and 20s to start questioning faith. And then you look for something to validate it. And sometimes you don't get it. And then um, sometimes you're playing the Patriots. And the first place since DeMar went down is a kick return for the first time in three years and three months. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You said the best there. Um, yeah. Well, the one thing you said really well before the Patriots game, there was what I'm going to call a badass JA-17 moment. And you're doing the press session and you're in with McDermott. And he's asked, you know, can you really say you're ready? This team is ready to play a football game. And he thinks about it for a second. You just jump and you say, I do. I can say it right now. I feel like we're ready. Why was it so important to make that message so clear? Well, again, having, having the updates that we were getting, I think obviously guys were in better spirits. Um, and then two, yeah. having Demar's dad talk to us as a team, and, and just yeah. the things that he said, the message that he brought to us. Um, I mean, there was no choice but to go out there and and, and play hard and play for Demar, and you know we're going to continue to do that. Obviously, he's going to continue to get better, and hopefully, we can get him back in the building and love up on him. Um, but just I wanted guys to know that like we're we're ready, like it it. I know we were going through a pr pretty tough time as a team and um, the things that we saw and we heard are crazy and something that we'll never forget. But again, as, as long as DeMar is getting better and um, the things that his dad said to us, it was, it was pretty clear and obvious of, you know, how we felt moving forward. It was clear. Uh, last question about DeMar. We as a media were, were hearing these sex stories secondhand and these details that he was he was communicating and he was writing and then he was tweeting. There was a moment when you guys as a team got to FaceTime him and see his face for the first time. How did that work? Was it a surprise? Like, tell me about the room. What did that go like? Yeah, team meeting, it was kind of similar to the day before, but um, obviously we got updates from the doctors the day before. We didn't get to see DeMar. And, you know, sure enough, they turn on the screen um, and he's right there. And um, oh he really can't talk. I mean, he he's, he'd already got the tube taken out. So, um, he wasn't supposed to talk and he just brought it up to his mouth and just like, miss y'all, love y'all boys. And just kind of flexed on us. And just like, it was, it was pretty awesome. We, we got on our feet right away and, uh, man, we, we definitely missed that guy. Um, I'm glad he's back in Buffalo and, you know, I know guys are chomping at the bits to go to the hospital and see him and we got to be smart and take, take time, let him get his yeah. rest and recovery. And, uh, but we're, we're ready to go. We're ready to go see him. I'll tell you that. It's incredible. You know, there's so many amazing things going on right now. It's, and you know there are between, obviously, the Damar stuff and then Naheem two different times. You know how many amazing things have to be going on to take it as, like, the ninth thing from that game that Smokey Brown has his first catch of the year and it's his first touchdown in over two years? That was an amazing play. Tell, tell mm -hmm. me about that play. It was, like, the greatest catch I've ever seen. It was, it was fantastic. And, again, I, I love Smoke. Yeah. Um, being able to have him back, and I know he's been inactive the last few weeks, but 
getting them back out on the field and just kind of it was a naked right. Um, we had actually run that play a couple times before, and we finally got a look right. where I thought maybe we can get something backside. I lured it, and our our post kind of takes the safety out, and the corner stayed low, kind of right into the window that John was going. So I was just like pointing, pointing, and he knew right away. So as soon as he saw me point, he put his head down. I threw up a little floater, and um, you know he still got it. I know he's a uh, He's a little older now, but he can still scoop with the best of them. And, um, you know, I was disappointed he didn't do his John Brown crazy yeah. dance celebration. I did it for him, but that was uh, that was a cool moment, man, for for him to just be a vet and understand, like, last year he didn't play. This year he's on practice squad and just kind of putting his pride aside and just coming out and, and wanting to be a part of our team. Um, and he makes a huge play for us. That uh, speaks a lot about the yeah. character that he has. and love for his teammates that he has. So um, that was a pretty cool moment too. It was awesome. And I got to tell you, he catches it. And as a, as a viewer, you're like, oh my God, Smoke caught it. Now what a great touch. Now, is he going to do the dance? We're all thinking, yeah. is he going to do the dance? And then you run up and we're like, dude, let's do the dance. What was the deal? <laughs> I think he was caught up with emotion too. Um, it right. just wasn't the right. He said he, said he was going to do it. Uh, yeah. And then after the game, he's just like, man, I just, I kind of forgot. I also just wanted to celebrate with my teammates. So um, I did it for him though. It's all good. That's great. And listen, we've talked about this. You do it well. You, you've, you did it against Houston years ago in the playoffs. And like, that is not your first time with the smoke dance. Is If you go to a wedding, Josh, and you get pushed to the middle of a dance circle, would you bust out the smoke dance? What is your move? Yeah, that's a tough question. I'm, the yeah. only time I really danced was when I was my, my brother's best man, because I feel like that's kind of the job uh -huh. of, of the best man. I danced at my sister's wedding a little bit, too. Uh, I don't have the greatest moves. I just go out there and kind of – it depends on what song, though. Um, but I would mm. definitely bring out the smoke dance, 100%. If you could give the DJ 50 bucks because you know you're going to get pulled out, like, I need this song when I'm out there. What's the song? I think – I think of like a good wedding song is uh, I'm not quite sure the song to the windows to the wall right that song oh yeah I think to that, the gets, that gets that gets everybody going it doesn't matter how old how young <laughs> that one gets you that one gets you going uh, skeet skeet blah 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 yeah it's it's that that one <laughs> that's a phenomenal yep, that's, that's gonna that's be you guys one. God willing. The Super Bowl parade, you realize all your goals. We got to play to the windows to the wall. Also, last thing on the Patriots game. I know you've hit Diggs a lot. I don't know if you've ever hit him more beautifully than on that one. Um, up five in the fourth, third and ten. Have you ever thrown a better deep pass than that? Better than that? I, I don't think so. Um, nah. It came out the hand really well. Um, obviously, kind of, as soon as I threw it, I just kind of turned my back and got hit a little bit. It wasn't, wasn't crazy, but, um, yeah, I don't, it, the ball just kept going. It, it really did. And Diggs, I mean, he, he ran a fantastic route, but again, to put his head down, to go track the ball down, catch the ball with a hand basically in his arm. It was an unbelievable catch. Um, but yeah, that one came out the hand pretty hot. Mm, yeah, it was beautiful. And it was just awesome. It was like, Watching the game, you're like, oh, that's a touchdown. I, I don't care how good the coverage is. Like, that's the, it's a gorgeous pass through the Western New York air. Um, uh, what was I, I was going to ask you? Oh, yeah. So there's all this focus for like five months, really nine months, 
oh, get the one seed, we gotta get the bye, we gotta get the one seed, we gotta get the bye. You don't. You're playing this weekend, and it's, how are you mentally with that? Like, in one sense, it's like, oh, a bye would have been great, but you're also fortunate for so many other things that it's like, maybe we'll just play the game and be glad with the hand we were dealt. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing we can do. We're taking it one game at a time. Yeah. Uh, we've got, you know, everything from here on out. It's not, you know, how you win, it's if you win. That's the only thing that matters is winning a football game. Um, and it's going against a team that we've played three times, or this will be our third time playing them. They know us well. We know them well. Um, you know, they played us extremely tough last game. They beat us already this season. So we got to put our, our, you know, our, our heads down, work, have a good week of practice, um, and then just – you know, try to execute a game plan come Sunday at one o'clock. And again, all the, the bye week and all that stuff, it, at the end of the day, you know, we, we see it as an opportunity. We, we get to play one more game. So um, mm. that's, that's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to take it one game at a time. See, that's you. You don't care a lot about gaudy stats and like wasted energy. You focus on what's in front of you and who the hell cares about the bye. You didn't get it. You're not getting it. You're playing against the Dolphins. And I've come to know that about you. Um, we've talked a lot about Tua on this show, but I want to know your thoughts on McDaniel. Everybody gets a kick out of him. Sharp as hell. Totally different. Have you had much interaction or exchanges with Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins? I haven't had much interaction with him, but I've, I've only heard, you know, positive things from players that have yeah. either played with him or play, play with him now. Um, you know, he seems like he's got a pretty good grasp in that locker room and guys really respect him and appreciate him. Um, and I think that's what you kind of look for in a coach. Can, can you follow mm. this man as your leader? So um, it seems like that's what, you know, they feel about him. Um, I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So when they played the Bears, Justin Fields was running all over him, and he goes over to the Dolphins' sideline at the end of a play, and Mike McDaniel is saying to him in the middle of the game, stop it, dude, stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. You're killing us. Has he never chirped you in two games, and, and might he this weekend? He may have. I don't really hear much of it. Um, like, if I'm on their sideline, I, I I, I, when I'm in the game, I kind of get into a zone where I don't, I don't hear yeah. really anything. I kind of see red and um, just kind of – get lost in it but um i haven't heard anything and who knows it, it may happen uh this week we'll see all right well just you just chirp right back do your thing uh, you're, you're going to be locked in like crazy and i'm going to give you some x and o stuff you know i don't talk a lot of x's and o's but you are great at this so one of the things you hear a lot when it comes to defending josh allen or when people do their tv segments is uh you put a spy on them and it's usually a linebacker and, and, and in this case it's javon holland when you hear they're going to spy Josh Allen in any week, is it something that you kind of roll your eyes at, or is it something that really can make things difficult? Uh, I mean, I think in given situations, it, it's, a, it's a positive thing for us. Sometimes it's a positive thing for them. Um, you know, if they're using a spy, that's typically one less guy in coverage or one less guy rushing. So that allows one-on-one -on -one options um, across the board. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. that now allows if they're dropping one D lineman, it's only bringing three that allows more time to sit in pocket that allows more double teams that allows longer time for our guys to get open. So every, every action has a equal and opposite reaction. Um, and I think, you know, that's how I kind of look at it. Mm. What is that? Uh, Isaac Newton? Is that one of his laws? I'm not even sure. It might be, it might be. <laughs>
I don't know. Um, I've heard it. I've heard it in school once or twice. Yeah, same. Uh, we, we're talking about spies. More importantly, Josh, do you have a favorite uh, movie spy? James Bond. That's the one. That's the one. 007. Daniel Craig, especially. What? Yeah. The best. Um, are you ta- are you more of a Casino Royale or like which which one? What are we talking? Well, I think all of Daniel Craig's films, one I've been a fan of. Um, mm. And Casino Royale was probably my favorite one. I thought No Time to Die um, was pretty good, too, the way they ended it. Um, the whole, mm. you know, with his kid and uh, at the end, you know, she's got your eyes and he just says, I know. And again, selfless, saves the world. I know that... Uh, and I'm I'm a big Daniel Craig fan too. Knives Out and um, yeah, but yeah, James Bond. I like my dream, and I'm not quite there yet. My financial guy won't let me. I'll let you know right now. What? I want to I want an Aston Martin. I really do because okay. of James Bond. I want an Aston Martin DBS, and on the headrest, I want to put 0017 in the golden eye font. So maybe one day. That's that's a dream for me. All right. So do you want a contemporary one or those vintage ones? Honestly, like an old school DB5 would be great, but oh the the new, I mean, the 2023 DBS is pretty cool too. Not, I'm not picky. I'm not choosy. You know, either or. If if anybody wants to donate one, I'll, I'd gladly take it. The thing about you though, Josh, you mostly dress in sweatpants. You've said that yourself. That's true. Is there not a little disposable income that you can treat yourself to the proper automobile that you've earned through this career? You, who is your finance guy? Come on. Uh, he he keeps me on track. And again, I don't I don't really buy a whole lot of stuff. Um, but you know, we're I like to be smart, and maybe one day I'll get get to that point where I feel like I can buy one. But um, yeah, I'm taking my time right now. 0017 is awesome, though. <laughs> that's, really, that's really cool, dude. Someday it's, it's, it will happen. It is my it, that's my Call of Duty name too. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Is that Big like fan. people are gonna start jumping on Call of Duty and trying to play you now, or is it like some other? No, there's there's way too many numbers. Like I don't know how it does it now, but everybody could have the same username. But there's hidden numbers in front of the name now that you have to have in order to add them. So. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, you and I uh, have a mutual friend that you hung out with uh, before the Patriots game. Our guy, Liam. Liam, oh, if, if yeah. nobody kn- doesn't know, Liam is this awesome kid who battled through a lot of stuff and rang the bell and, among other things, joined us in Josh in the basement and told you to watch Avatar. And then you saw him and his whole family. We got the video right here. Josh, tell us about hanging with Liam. This is great. So Liam, I believe his brother is Luke, if I remember correctly. It's his brother. Yeah. Dude, they both had great arms to throw an NFL football. And like we played catch pregame, they both had unbelievable arms, which again, surprised the heck out of me because yeah. and little hands, big ball, like it, it doesn't usually work that way, but they both like, even like little guy, Luke freaking spin it. Like I was, I was pretty impressed. And they gave me a, an ornament and uh, Liam signed it. So uh, that'll be up going up on the Christmas tree every year. Ah, oh, see, that's great. And you got a huge Christmas tree. We know you love Christmas. And those boys are the best. And look at you. You're soft tossing it with them, but they're not soft tossing it with you. Um, you're always the best with that stuff because that's where you live. You love football, you love family, and you love the kids. Um, 
Josh, we're going to end with this. We, uh, we, we got, you got a big football game to play this weekend. For the last four or five months, we've been doing the Josh Allen Film Festival where you're watching movies and you give you review and all these movies you haven't seen. Now that it's playoff season, I thought I would take the burden away from you and just you can, you can have a little more free time and maybe I would watch movies you love that I haven't seen. Ooh. Does that sound right? I do love that idea. I really do. All right. So I was thinking, spot, and knowing though. what you know about movies, I, uh, I've never seen the movie uh, Semi-Pro. Is, is that, uh, I've never uh, seen the Jackie Moon movie. <laughs> Should I watch actually that? Never? No, never. Yeah, that's... Uh, I've never seen it. That's movie one for you then. I'm glad you okay. brought that one up. Um, I was going to go through my uh, album of all the movies that I've got, and that's in yeah. there, so... That would have been brought up regardless, but I'm glad you brought it up. And wasn't Dawson Jackie Moon for Halloween? Dawson was Jackie Moon. Um, he's the player, owner, and coach. Uh, you're you're going to love I mean, Will Ferrell absolutely kills it. He, he's awesome in this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. All right, I'm going to watch it. has got a good it. cast. Um, and it, it was Andre 3000 from Outcast is in it. And Woody Harrelson, yes. right? Like, I've seen the Woody Harrelson is Monix. Yeah, no, it's it's got a fantastic cast. It is hilarious. Um, I'd probably say no kids watching this, uh, but it is okay, a good. great, great movie. All right, here's the deal. You uh, go and try to beat the Dolphins, and I will watch the Tropics, and then we will meet up, and we will debrief on both. Um, I mean this. We've talked uh, all season long, and um, this is my favorite conversation we've ever had. You've been unbelievable, and thank you so much, man. You are truly the best. Go get a win, and we will see you next week, bud. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Cal. Appreciate you. I did see it. That's our guy. We're in playoff mode now. We're in playoff mode. We are going into the playoffs with our guy, number 17, Josh Allen. But uh, obviously, he's never been cooler or more generous with his time here. Incredible stuff about Damar. But in the same span of Damar and all this amazing recovery, you get uh, strong James Bond takes just out of nowhere. Uh, he really is the best. We will see him next week after, I believe, the Buffalo Bills win the wild card playoff game against Miami Dolphins 31-13. to I'll say it again, 31-13. to That is it from the basement. A very special episode of Kyle Brandt's Basement. Thank you very much for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. Thank you, guys.